Welcome to the Connector Podcast, an ongoing conversation connecting fintechs, banks, and regulators worldwide. Join CEO and founder Cohen van der Hoydonk as you learn more about the latest available trends and solutions in the markets. Welcome to another Connector Podcast. And today I have a special guest all the way from Denmark. Eske, can you tell us a little bit more about AQ Risk? What's your story? Thank you so much, Kuhn. I'm very pleased to uh, be here and thanks for the invite. So AQ Risk is, is really an abbreviation of uh, applied quantitative risk. Uh, it mm-hmm. links to the fundamentals of our platform and, and services. So um, the, the company was founded in, in 2015 by our uh, CEO, Morten Vienfeldt, who wanted to address uh, key media challenges within the, the core banking industry. Uh, and, and basically through a, if you think about it, a more holistic utilization of mm-hmm. the wider data sets that uh, the banks have available. And, and along that or combining that with uh, an application of more, you know, sophisticated quantitative risk modeling that we or some of us otherwise know from the, the capital market space. So, um, so yeah, and, and the solution uh, suite that we've comprised uh, or that, that's been built over the time mm-hmm. and we're mm-hmm. offering the market is basically a, a suite, a solution suite comprising of, of three main solutions okay. uh, that all address uh, functional gaps within the wider core banking space and uh, within the domain of pricing, exposure analytics, op risk, and, uh, and regulatory compliance. Oh, nice. And uh, now I'm very curious to know what is your role within the company and maybe also we now, right before Christmas, what are your ambitions for 2023? Yeah, I mean, my role uh, as chief commercial officer is essential to to lay out uh, and also get us set to execute um, mm-hmm. our strategy that allows us to seize the, the full potential. Uh, we are a scale up, like said, uh, within the fintech space, and um, we uh, we see so many interesting dynamics. There's a lot of competition out there as well. We mm-hmm. don't have a known brand, so to speak, from an international perspective. We are in Northern Europe predominantly. Uh, we are scaling uh, throughout Europe. Um, so, uh, so it's to set the right strategy and 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 be able to execute on that through partnerships, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and not just for now, of course, but also that will allow us to secure our goals uh, for the the three and and five year term, becoming one of the most uh, relevant solution and and service provider for for progressive banks in EMEA. So that's the focus and and the build-up of uh, in in early days of 2023 at least. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Exciting times ahead. Now, I'm maybe not agreeing with some of the things you say, especially on the fact that you say not a well-known brand. When I looked that up, you guys, I mean, you're all over the place in Denmark. I mean, you have a large uh, client set already in Denmark. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. And we are scaling outside of Denmark. That's the first uh, this mm-hmm. year in 2022. Um, and, and we already see a good organic growth uh, with our existing client base uh, and also through uh, some of the partnerships we have uh, in the Nordics with data centers that mm-hmm. service progressive uh, medium-sized banks uh, for sure uh, and smaller banks. Uh, so we are we are able to to uh, to service um, uh, fairly fairly widely within the the industry, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, one thing is very typical about a scaling company is that you actually are solving a real problem. So, what are you solving for? Who? 
Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we support progressive banks of all sizes, like I said. So, um, uh, and, and if you think about it, uh, back to your earlier question and what we're looking into, there is roughly 5,000 plus financial institutions across uh, Europe. Uh, we have uh, plus uh, a thousand of these <laughs> that is uh, <laughs> falling within our sweet spot uh, because, like I said, it's it's pretty much of all sizes. So uh, we support progressive banks uh, of all sizes to secure uh, more profitable growth um, mm -hmm. and, and ultimately uh, help them become more solvent and sustainable. And if you think about it, the challenge for most banks is to balance their drive to, to maximize shareholder value, that doesn't sound so great uh, sometimes, but but that's the that's you know the purpose of most businesses, <laughs> and and which is of course significantly more challenging in times with extremely unprosperous uh, rate regimes. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's the balance along with their important systemic role within the wider society, which which is to secure the financial health and strength of, of businesses and households. And, and in order to solve this challenge, uh, banks need to optimize their core business beyond uh, automation and the digitization agenda, which has really taken up a lot of focus, of course, uh, for good reasons over the past decade. Yeah. But they, there's a bit more to it. Um, and the need for greater transparency and ability to provide, uh, to, to properly comprehend and allocate cost drivers and risk exposures by banking product and, and client mm -hmm. level. Mm -hmm. um, that really calls for more sophisticated, powerful tools that that most banks uh, uh, than most banks have available uh, to them today. So, um, yeah. No, okay. I want to bring you back to the introduction because uh, when you said there are a couple of products and one of them was regulations, and and now in in what you just explained, I hear strongly profitability. But how mm -hmm. do you bring both together? Because are they not two completely di different objectives? <laughs> not really sorry uh, difficult questions today <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it is a challenge for most uh, so it's a it's a really good uh, question our clients and, and banks in general they have over the past decade been been forced to rethink uh, business models in, mm -hmm. in order mm -hmm. to, to comply with new regulation uh, as we uh, have seen from uh, former crises uh, going back to seven eight and other good Good ones. Um, there's been a, a steady uh, increase of, of new regulation um, in in the pursuit of stronger uh, of a stronger and healthier banking sector. Um, we believe that that the path to becoming more solid and secure, profitable growth is really for the banks to get a better understanding of their own business through better exploration and utilization of of that data. Mm -hmm. uh, data is a new gold, right? Yeah. <laughs> Most banks have a lot of data available to them today. So mm -hmm. it's really around how do we uh, explore and, and leverage that uh, in the best way. And one of the key aspects addressed by uh, our AQ Optimizer solution, for instance, uh, which is really an add-on to the core banking uh, mm -hmm. platform, is the systematic repricing or mispricing uh, of core banking products, uh, particularly in the the retail space and, and the effects this have on overall profitability and risk exposure. So uh, so it, it's more evident and you can say this systematic mispricing that that's potential here in, in the in the in the retail space than in the corporate space. But we do obviously handle both uh, both uh, sectors if you like. Mm -hmm. um, so through the improved risk-based pricing, exposure analytics, uh, 
our clients experience on an average uh, an improvement by roughly 12% in, in overall wow. profitability. That's very significant. And, and, yeah, and, and, mm -hmm. and if you think about it, it's about ensuring that you are setting the right uh, pricing, incorporating the, the cost and, and risk uh, elements uh, into that. Um, at the same time, they achieve a better relationship and standing with regulators uh, through their improved understanding of, of their overall risk appetite and broken down by product um, and by client. Well, interesting. So you're basically in the credits and loan department, I would say. I mean, that's where mm -hmm. the niche is. I think there's an mm -hmm. overall view and profitability, if I understand well. well but mm -hmm. if you look at loans and credits... Mm -hmm. Going into 2023, what would be your forward-looking view? What's the future? What does the future hold? Mm -hmm. uh, I, as I've commented a bit mm -hmm. already, mm -hmm. of course, but but uh, if we take it a, a big uh, step deeper into into that, some of these elements that I highlighted, I, if you think about it, the banking sector have over the past decades undergone huge transformations uh, affected by various financial crises and following intervention from regulators that's right and really impacting the the cost of capital for the banks mm -hmm. due to this uh, these higher capital requirements uh, also the increasing demands from wider society for greater transparency digitization which highly influenced by developments and, and dynamics within the e-commerce space products mm -hmm. and solutions they have to be super intuitive uh, always available self-service and fully automated process with with limited touch points. So three clicks to go, if you like. Maximum. <laughs> in order to, to facilitate these demands and, and precious banks have had to make huge investments in replacing their earlier monolith wall-to-wall uh, -wall black box core banking platforms with more advanced platforms uh, based on newer tech stacks and service-oriented architecture. And aside of these direct investments, the banks have transformed operations and business models mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, in corporate culture, etc., and and some may today even be more classified as as tech companies with a banking license rather than the opposite. Um, <laughs> it's a highly competitive industry requiring uh, banks to rethink traditional models, but also to ensure they are extremely lean and well driven. And and this goes all the way into the the, the offering of loans and credits, um, the the tools they have available to them, but also like said. Some of the the effects of uh, and what links into it around uh, proper uh, exposure analytics and uh, cost assessments, uh, so that they can make sure they are competitive and, and offering the right price to the market. Um, we we see top tier regional banks. They've made significant investments in these regards. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. We also see a lot of potential then with the more, if you like, uh, progressive mid tier and smaller banks to improve uh, improve sorry these these capabilities. And particularly within the domain of differentiated and importantly, a risk and cost-based pricing methodology, mm -hmm. uh, which is allowing even the bank advisors, if you think about it, to, to offering the loans and, and credit, uh, allowing them to gain a much more dynamic and better understanding of the profitability down to the product level and on a, on a customer by customer basis across the entire uh, commercial um, operation. So, so that, is, that is really important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It almost sounds like it, it takes two to tango. It's like a combination of players within the bank that make it possible to, to gain in different fronts. It, it almost yeah. sounds like a missed potential. It's something that maybe it's not the future, but it's more the now. 
<laughs> that, that, is, uh, that is very true. And uh, we believe, or we can see from most of the mm-hmm. clients that we engage with, um, that, uh, as I referenced earlier, some of that lost potential in, in revenues, but also just in, in, uh, in ensuring that they, they got a good uh, understanding and, and capturing of, of the exposure they're actually taking and, and, and pricing that into the products they're offering. Um, so uh, I think it's in everybody's uh, interest uh, from a societal perspective mm-hmm. that, that banks that we have, that they are uh, here now, but also in the future. And, and if, you, if the bank isn't able to capture and understand these dynamics, it's likely that, that they are consistently mispricing their portfolio, which impacts their profitability and solvency. And whilst we on the corporate banking side see larger amounts only being repriced uh, annually, think about the high, huge volumes of, of retail clients, so us private individuals that are much more frequently uh, being repriced uh, by mm-hmm, banks mm-hmm. with the potential. Of, of being systemic, systemically re- mispriced, if you like, and and cons- uh, consequent, uh, how to say, con- consequently uh, uh, leading to these lost uh, potentials. So mm-hmm. the inability for bank advisors to perform intraday and simulation-based what-if analysis is really prohibiting them to uh, to better capture uh, unprofitable business and either refrain from conducting the service or at least mm-hmm. incorporate the real cost and secure a risk-adjusted prices uh, or pricing. And, and as I said before, from a societal perspective, it is systemically vital that, that the banks are well-driven and uh, able mm-hmm. to service and support growth for businesses in the in the local communities, e- equally able to drive more profitable growth for themselves and, and continuously be able to improve the services that they may offer, uh, yeah. leading mm-hmm. uh, these ever-changing demands from, from you and me and, and their overall clients. And th- that is whether... They are, uh, whether it's a retail business client, our expectations for the banks are to offer relevant services when we need it in in Mm -hmm. an intuitive way, easily accessible. Uh, And that is at the lowest cost rate, of course, uh, when when we need their credit and the highest yield when we deposit or invest. And to balance and orchestrate all of this, the banks really need reliable uh, yet sophisticated engines that... Mm -hmm. uh, that can that can support them and that and that is why Acre Risk uh, often is the preferred uh, trusted partner and solution provider uh, for many of these uh, banks in Northern Europe that we 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 service today. Yeah, cool. I, I like it that you bring it back to the the fundamentals of being a bank, which is somehow serving society. So I like that twist. Now, talking about twists, um, you are a, a scaling miracle. You're scaling at light, <laughs> lightning speeds. So can I ask, what is your secret sauce? If you're allowed to tell us <laughs> and the audience. <laughs> yeah, I like to think there is no secret sauce, so to speak. It's just uh, it's, um, it's a multitude of different things uh, that we pull together and, and carefully thought through. Um, other than uh, it's not much more than the, the principles, I think, uh, that mm-hmm. we found mm-hmm. they <sighs> <laughs> we are, we are indeed, we are seeing good scale in the market. Uh, but at the same time, we we are not paced by a third-party investor uh, looking for for quick buck. Mm-hmm. We are in bootstrapping mode. We are very diligent about what we invest in, uh, the clients we engage, uh, which domains and and challenges that we uh, seek to address. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, we have a pretty good idea of the the market dynamics, uh, where we can add value to the to the banks, and uh, and replace or, or complement. 
uh, investments and often these legacy in-house solutions. So ultimately, uh, when you're able to deliver a direct measurable double-digit uh, million euro impact um, with, uh, within sounds 30 good. days sounds good. by implementations, <laughs> uh, Roy, in two to three months, then a, a strength in that promoter score. It, it, of course, makes it easier to get to market and, and scale a bit faster than usual. So, uh, But, uh, but uh, a multitude of different things, but not really a secret sauce. <sighs> Damn it. No secret sauce for the users, but but a good story about how you guys are doing it. And there's also a sort of best practice. So thank you very much for sharing that. We're almost at the end of our podcast of today. And I have only one last question is, uh, where can people contact you? So people can contact me uh, through uh, the site where we're posting uh, this podcast of sure, uh, for sure. Um, and uh, we have a, um, a, a website uh, you can scan the QR code uh, listed uh, along this promotion of the podcast, of course, and you'll be directed to a website where you can book uh, an introduction with with me directly. Um, and what would so be the what would be the website? The website is aqrisk.com. Oh, very simple. Very good. Yeah. Hey, SK, many, many, many thanks uh, for joining me in this podcast right before Christmas. Uh, I wish you, you obviously Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, thanks again also for the audience for tuning in and uh, stay tuned because more news will come for more fintechs, for more innovation in the market along 2023. Thank you very much. Thank you. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Connector podcast. To connect and keep up to date with all the latest, head over to www.jointheconnector.com or hit subscribe via your podcast streaming platform.